welcome to Crawl Space. I'm Tim, here today alone in the Crawl Space studios for this intro. But Lance will be back soon. I know I keep saying that. He did make a rare Patreon appearance last week on Patreon. Check it out, patreon.com slash Podcast. His hiatus should be coming to an end soon, and we've got some new things to announce in the coming weeks. I want to remind you that our entire archive is on Stitcher Premium. Check that out at stitcherpremium.com. This show, Crawl Space, has been running since February of 2017, so all episodes are there. This episode today is a conversation with our new friend, Nama Cates, who has launched a podcast called Incel. And if you don't know what Incel is, it is short for Involuntary Celibate. There is a group of men who congregate online on forums who identify as involuntary celibates. Nama has done a sort of a deep dive into this community to try to find out what they're all about. And some of the topics are very, very hot button. And some of the topics in this conversation are a little bit uncomfortable. We do talk a little bit about terrorist threats and mass shootings because at least one mass shooting per year since 2015, one of those terrorists per year has identified as an incel. So the question, one of the questions Nama aims to answer is, does this group radicalize? Does this, is this group responsible or is this something else going on? So you can see why it's kind of controversial immediately. And as I sit here and record this on August 6th, 2019, this past weekend was nightmarish in America when you consider two domestic terrorist attacks and mass shootings that happened in El Paso and one in Dayton, and over 30 people were killed and much more injured, and that's not accounting for secondary victims that we're so sensitive to here on these shows. So I think maybe it's more important than ever to take a look at some of these communities and the origins of how some of these things begin, because how else are we going to try to stop them? And I think maybe there's no need for semi-automatic rifles out there. Let's get those off the streets. Mental illness, yeah, that's definitely a topic to discuss, and we discuss it a little bit in this conversation. Certainly a problem in this country. Something needs to be done. I Unfortunately, it doesn't sound like there are any easy answers, but I would say banning certain automatic weapons would be a good start. And the bulk of this episode was recorded a few weeks ago in the Crawl Space Studios, and that was before these latest terror attacks over the weekend. But I wanted to chat with Nama real quick before we played the rest of the interview because we do touch on terrorist threats, we do touch on mass shootings, and I just wanted to get her take on this past weekend. So um, I know for a fact that while it was widely suspected that both, and, and certainly the second, the Dayton, Ohio shooter, um, was himself, uh, late last night, um, an ex-girlfriend of his wrote an article for Medium. So he was not, and neither was the first shooter. Uh, they were on different different sides of the political aisle. They were not in cell, but it, it was it was definitely a topic that was uh, widely discussed within their community, and um, it was kind of the first thought I had. The second shooter had made a some kind of a, a list about people he wanted to rape and he was violent and he was misogynistic. So there are some threads that certainly overlap there. Right. And uh, so what what have the people in the community, the incel community that you're looking at, how have they responded to these attacks? Well, um, they're very plugged in, actually. I find that uh, they are on top of the news and, you know, they're hip and they're <laughs> into all kinds of social media that you follow all these different people on different platforms that I've started to now. So they were very quick on the scene with that story. And I actually, um, I found out about the identities of these shooters from them. Um, and, you know, they were, they were right. You know, we found one of the guy's Twitter feeds in the other, but they, they were speculating on that question too. Um, and a lot of them believe that even if he wasn't technically uh, identifying himself with that title, he probably 
was, uh, this was before the article by the, the girlfriend came out, you know, they think that the, their causes for being um, unhappy with society are, you know, likely to be things that would motivate people like this too, unfortunately. Right, so anger towards a certain group of people. Uh, in in incels case, sometimes that's women. Um, I think in this yeah. latest terror attack, that was a maybe politically motivated. Yeah, I think they were they were both claiming to be politically motivated. You know, uh, the first one was is some people are, you know, he was targeting immigrants or something like that, and the second one was aligned with Antifa. There was also the Garlic Festival shooter just last yep. week. Um, and what I'm finding is that while these these people claim sort of an ideology, they are not so much... They're just angry at the world in general. They feel worthless and useless, and this is the way they take their vengeance out on the world. Now, in your look at this community and recently um after these attacks do are these people your the the incel community are they condemning these attacks are they supporting them they do not support them at all um and but there is sort of a mixed uh, well what's happening and i don't know if you know about this but um 8chan was it lost it was deplatformed 8chan was sort of an offshoot of 4chan and a lot of uh, very politically incorrect people go on there, and it was deplatformed. And it, Cloudfare was the um, company that provided their protection of the website, their DNS uh, registry, and so they kicked them off. And now 8chan has found another company to do that. So I don't see anybody uh, actually supporting these acts. Um, the conversation becomes about deplatforming and speech. Have you seen any warning signs of terrorist attacks or people planning mass shootings or anything like that? No, I, I haven't, but I, I know that the forums do ban people who, who do that. They're, you know, their main websites will just ban people if they make any kind of threats of violence. Maybe one individual that I've spoken to that I might be concerned about and he has never made any kind of jokes or talked about supporting any of this. I just knew um, I would be concerned about him psychologically. So um, I have begun to talk with um, people that research um, with CVE, it's counter-violent extremism, especially about uh, online extremism that are, are researching this topic from the academia, the universities, um, as well as some outreach groups in D.C., um, and I'm beginning to collaborate with those people. Uh, I feel honestly that they're a lot better equipped to <laughs> handle this question than I am, but I guess my involvement with the community allows me to make a connection um, to open the channels between this group of people, the incels, and the experts who are trained in, you know, psychology and in extremism. I'm not uh, an expert on any of these issues. Um, I, I'm just a, a conduit between them, so I don't really feel like it's my place to um, make reports or recommend procedures or anything. Um, I'm just kind of a channel. Okay, so there's a little bit more with Nama Cates, and here is the rest of our interview that was recorded a few weeks ago in July at the Crawl Space Studios. Make sure to check out Nama's new show. It's called Incel. There are links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. Welcome to the Crawl Space Studios, Nama Cates. How are you today, Nama? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. You are here because you're our friend, and we, we met you uh, last year. Um, you participated in some Patreon things with us, um, notably our weird friend Scott. But you're here today talking to me about a new show that you are producing. Correct. Uh, with Crawl Space Media, and it's called Incel, and you may have seen the feed drop. You may have seen us online talking about it. 
Um, but what, what is this show? This show is a, it's one that I've been um, sort of putting together in a very kind of disorganized way for like almost a year. But it's really only in the last uh, several months that I've actually made it into a cohesive thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it is about incels. And as you uh, said in the intro to um, the feed drop, uh, that stands for involuntary celibate. Yeah. And it is a sort of a like a, a status, a, a way that people identify almost now. It's an identity. And <clears throat> so there is a, a large growing sort of community of people who identify as involuntary celibates and they have their own little subculture. And it's mostly online? Almost entirely, yeah. Almost entirely online. Have you come across any uh, anyone who identifies as an incel who has met another person who identifies as an incel in person? There are a couple people who've told me. That's a question I ask all yeah. of them. Um, there are a couple people who've told me that they have met in person from knowing each other online. Uh-huh. I don't really know um, how true that is because they, they don't, you know, I, I don't, not that they're lying, but um, it's very uncommon. They okay. don't really hang out together in person. That's even something that they talk about in their forums. Like, will we ever have a, a meetup? Interesting. <laughs> okay. So uh, I do remember you came in here last summer and you started talking to us about incels and that was definitely the first time I had ever heard of it. And you know, I probably gave you a look like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, why are you talking about this? <laughs> and then you started telling us that you're interested in the community and that you're you know, considering, uh, maybe considering a project on it. And we were all about it. I mean, at that point, we just wanted, uh, wanted to hear more. And, and it's super interesting. And obviously, you know, our, our roots are in um, armchair sleuthing and kind of digging into these subcultures, notably the people who are obsessed with Maura Murray's case. That's how we got our start in podcasting. So I kind of feel like you're starting at a place where we started, whereas you're going kind of underground in this community, um, trying to meet a lot of these people, trying to understand this community. Yeah, that's that's right. And Maura Murray was also kind of my introduction into, you know, podcast obsession and cool true crime and sort of strange phenomena obsession. So tell us about incels, because one of the first things you told us was uh, there are Beckys, there are Chads, there's a red pill, there's a blue pill. Can you break down what these things mean? Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> uh, I, I will cover a little bit of it. Um, so Beckys and, and Chads are kind of not really like a central focus of the group, as I've come to find out. Okay. But uh, the, it is sort of slang that in their community, a Chad means like a, a good looking guy, like a sexual predator in the top 20 percent of men. OK. Um, and, and a Becky is, you know, the slang for like a uh, there's Stacy's and Becky's uh, and Becky's are kind of like the more intellectual women, I, I guess. You okay. know, they don't really use those terms that much, though. The pills, there are several different pills, but the ones sort of of note are blue pill, less of note, but good to make the distinction, red pill and black pill. And blue pill kind of, um, they're, they're sort of collections of, of ideas. I wouldn't want to call them ideologies, but um, like they have their ideas about things and some of the incels get really specific about this and it's very interesting but blue pill kind of stands for people that buy into the fantasy that all the rest of us buy into that looks are not the defining marker of how successful you'll be in relationships and a lot of them consider that a fantasy oh oh so they don't believe that to be true they don't believe it to be true so if you take the blue pill then you think it's your life is dictated by the way you look well no no blue uh, the fantasy is that incels believe this is a fantasy, but like blue pill means that you that you do believe that personality matters, that you don't believe it's just looks. Okay. So we are all blue pilled if okay. we believe in that. Right. So normies, so to speak, are blue pilled. Okay. Red pill is it's kind of in between. They they um tend to be anti progressive. They believe that um like women's rights or technology to a large extent has led to this sort of imbalance in the Mm, sexual forecast for men. Uh, that's groups like MGTOW. Men go their own way. And uh, to some extent, 
like the the manosphere, they tend to come off very misogynistic. They're also, you know, maybe kind of like traditionalists. And I'm not talking to them, really. Um, that's maybe even a bigger population. Incels are tend to be black-pilled. And the black pill believes that um, that looks are, you know, they really do. It's the most important thing yep. for women, especially, you know, that women especially judge based on looks and they won't even give you the time of day if you are um, in the bottom sort of 30% or so. Okay. And when you say that, you mean like a percentage of looks? Yes. Percentile so, of looks. Yeah. Just, I have to stop you because it <laughs> sounds like they're very obsessed with looks oh, yeah. just to put percentages on that. that they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Go yeah, ahead, I, if I was unclear about who's obsessed with, with what, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, um, no, it just sounds like all of them, even though there's a certain pill, like the blue pillars, um, aren't necessarily... Well, we are all blue-pilled. In their, yeah. in their the way they, they believe it, the blue pill is people that aren't taking the red pill or the black pill. It's just okay. everyone else, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so, like, we would be, like, blue-pilled if we don't believe in that, and, and just most of society is, okay. by their estimation. Uh, but the red pill and the black pill... Um, you know, are they do think that like women specifically choose based on looks and then money and then status and personality is not even in the mix. Okay. Um, how did you come to uh, delve into this community? I was actually DM'd. I, I'd heard about it. You know, I found it interesting. Um, I think there was like an SVU episode that ah. talked about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And someone messaged me on Twitter when I first started using it again, which was not long ago. I thought that they were just like interested in, I don't know, the things people on Twitter, if like a, a person of the opposite sex sends you a message on Twitter, you think it might be like a romantic thing. Um, or maybe it's like a work-related thing. And I thought it could be either, I thought it was like a work-related thing because of my interactions with like you guys and everything, you know? Yeah. Um, and they seemed to be like very political and they had like a YouTube channel and stuff. And um, so I thought it would be something about that. But then we started talking and I realized it wasn't. And so I asked them like, what, like, what is the nature? Like, what do you want to talk about exactly? Um, and when I suggested that like, it might be like uh, some kind of like a, not a pickup, but just like, you know, a romantic gesture. Yeah. They were so like indignant and like offended that they would never like, why would you think I would ever do that? You know, I would never like come on to somebody. And I was like, the, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just asking. And uh, and then like the more he kind of responded to that, I was like, do you identify it as incel? Because I was aware that this was a thing. And and he said, yes. And so we started talking so he found you um randomly on twitter yeah had you had a footprint or or a thumbprint in the incel community at all at that point you'd never like posted anything no no okay so this was just a random thing you were interested in this subculture this kind of small group ultimately and one of these people who identifies as an incel contacted you Yes. I was interested in like only peripherally. Like I wasn't really actively interested in it. I just found it interesting yeah. from the little things I'd read here and there. Okay. So it wasn't even like it was something I was at all <laughs> passionate about. It was a random uh, encounter. And then you, from there you started talking with that person? Mm hmm And then you started talking with other people. You started uh, getting in on the forums? Yes. Okay. You started talking with other people. And was the... What was the root? Like, why, I guess, is the question I'm asking. You know, I, I don't know, really. Uh, I want to talk about that on the show. I, I'm very interested in, like, online, like, technology and identity online, the way it affects people to have this life, this, like, other life yeah. where you're presenting as something else and the people you speak to are different, especially with young people. And I remember, you know, I always had the internet growing up, but it was, like, an earlier... Mm -hmm. phase of it and I loved just kind of having like profiles and talking to random people so and I was an actress you know my career started that way it's kind of a version of that um, I've just always been fascinated by it so 
And it's also like the culture is like interesting. There's stuff in it that's really offensive, but it's also it's like led to this like whole dictionary of new words that are being used not just by incels now. Yeah, um, we're, we're going to get to all this. Yeah, OK. Yeah. Um, how many do you have an estimation of the population size? Well, um, the main website now has 10,000 members. Um, that's not everyone. There's also like a, a subreddit that is quarantined, so it doesn't show the member yeah. size. They, a lot of them would estimate that it's millions or something. I, I don't really know, but it's certainly at least 10,000. <laughs> and so I want to be clear that your project is, is it more about recruitment uh, for this community, or is it more about like an attempt to understand this community? It's definitely an attempt to understand it. Okay. It's about people, too. Okay. And uh, you've mentioned the some of the mass media articles and, and uh, videos that have been produced on this kind of show it as a scary community. And why is that? Um, because there have been uh, crimes, uh, like spree killings, going back to 2014, that were committed by self-identified incels. The first one being uh, the Isla Vista shooting in 2014 that was on the college campus. Um, and then followed each year, there's been like at least one that was associated with it. Each year? Each year, at least one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Confirmed. Wow, okay. So I guess another part of your show and and this experience, this sort of social experiment too, maybe, um, is asking the question, does this group lead to violence? Yeah. That's... Wh- how are you feeling about that at this point? Honestly, for the most part, I don't think it does. I really don't. I think that even though it is scary that there have been these spree killings on, on random strangers sort of done in the name of being uh, upset with society to, to lead to this life sort of situation, um, to have five of those is terrifying, but it's still statistically not a significant portion of a population of tens of thousands or more, you know, not any more so than any other kind of population. Um, and there might be some people that are um, very disturbed, you know, isolated and, and disturbed individuals that might be sort of inclined to, to possibly do something criminal or even violent. Um, But I don't think that this is the cause of it if they get into these forums. I think that that would just kind of be, you know, that's someone who's not not stable, regardless of what they're reading online. Okay, yeah. So there's that. that's interesting that you're trying to sort of differentiate between people who are just already antisocial and kind of find any community online to be a part of or someone who started there just randomly and then were sort of made into mm-hmm. a killer or something like that. Yeah, and I think that that can be said for even, you know, the the crimes committed in the name of, like, the jihadi movements, like ISIL. Um, there were a few of those that were, they were lone wolves. They hadn't had any interaction with anybody in from those groups, but they kind of said that they did this in the name of that. And, you know, that's happened with, like, white supremacists and stuff as well. And it's kind of, you know, I think it's questionable that that what they were reading led them to do it in that case. Okay. And uh, but this is something that the government is taking seriously. There uh, there was an Air Force briefing or I guess a military briefing on the uh, sort of a a threat assessment of this group. And uh, there's an article posted um, just about a month or so ago um, by Jared Keller that kind of uh, talks about this. Oh, yeah. So it's it is something that's being being looked at by the government mm-hmm. as as like a terrorist threat or yes as potentially you know uh, something destructive actors yeah yeah um, in addition to that that there was recently a, a sentence of that was kind of controversial of a twenty five year old um, who had not done anything but had threatened violence uh, had threatened some kind of mass shooting i think oh and you know he was given a jail time five years prison and that was kind of not been done before but the government has um or i guess mr internet i don't know if that's the government but someone has sort of tried to control this uh online 
activity, right? Like people have taken down some of the pages and forums that they have up there? Yes, they are doing that constantly. Is that Mr. Google or who is doing that? Mr. Google's okay. doing it. Mrs. Reddit is doing it. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and and others, Wikipedia. Um, they are um, constantly sort of, I've found that in cells, their community tries to put things up in Wikipedia, which is supposed to be edited by, you know, the community or yep. whatever. And those get taken down. And then Google, if it sees search results on certain terms mm. leading to what they sort of put out, they will delist it. Uh, Reddit has banned their groups and, and quarantined the ones that still exist. Um, and uh, their original website was taken down. Domain ah. was just pulled. Yeah. Okay. So Reddit, Twitter, um, Discord you had mentioned earlier. That that's a place where uh, a lot of incels um, yeah. gather. Discord hasn't done anything that they I haven't know. censored at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you feel about the censoring part of of this? I I think it's a problem. I I understand the impulse. Yeah, a private company certainly doesn't want to be responsible for propagating, um, you know, any kind of incitement to violent or misinformation. But uh, I think that not giving people a platform ends up First of all, it could cause more distrust, more discontent, more mm-hmm. feeling of being alone. But then also it leads them to only be able to talk amongst themselves, mm. um, not with the outside world, which could certainly lead to an echo chamber and mm-hmm. make the magnify the, the perspectives more. Yeah. Um, now, is this group mostly men? Almost entirely men. Almost entirely men. Most of them don't believe that women can be in cell. It's like the first rule of Fight Club. <laughs> well, that's really interesting because if I'm not mistaken, a woman started the entire uh, thing, right? Yes. Yeah, take us through that. How did how did uh, it begin? Well, um, the woman that, that started it started the usage of the term. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Alana Boltwood, and in the 90s, she started a project she was in university called the involuntary celibate project that was you know meant to be kind of just a place for people to to share their own experiences of having like romantic or sexual rejection was it kind of meant as a joke at first it wasn't meant as a joke it was um she was researching kind of loneliness and uh social isolation yeah um, so it was a research project, but it was like an inclusive forum. And she abandoned the project at some point. I know more about some of her personal reasons for it, but mm. I won't get into them now. Um, and then it kind of flurried back up, you know, later on, 10 years later in forums online. And it gradually kind of became what it is now. Um, now, when we uh, when we put this um, this your your trailer out earlier um on our feeds earlier this week got back some interesting feedback uh one woman on twitter mary said that i don't know how to feel about this new podcast i'm really frustrated that a podcast that often discusses violence against women would green light a sympathy piece on a group of men who blame women for their problems maybe i'm missing the point but i won't be listening and uh you responded right away, thanking her for her for her comment and opinion, which I agree. I think that's important. Um, you need to listen to uh, the ideas that people have, and I guess coming from a place where she's, a, I guess I take it a missing Maura Murray listener or mm-hmm. maybe a crawlspace listener, which I guess we do uh, talk about violence against women often. But I, I, I responded saying I wouldn't call it a sympathy piece. So uh, what do you what would you call it? It's it's an exploration into a topic. I wouldn't call it a sympathy piece either, but I do think that there's been a real lack of any neutral or anything other than like a really unidimensional look at the group, even stuff that's very snarky. And I, I just don't think that that's the whole picture. I also think that it. I completely understand her point of view, but I think that only covering it this way um, will will scare people, and it's not necessarily going to help. Yeah. Okay, but she she goes on here um, to say that it was her understanding that incel name itself is based in blaming women for their problems. Um, the blame, that blame of other people and hatred towards women is common factor in a lot of violent people. 
Is this community made up of men who blame women for their problems? I wouldn't say that that is the common factor or even something that if you go to, it's interesting, the different sites have sort of different personalities. If, if you go to like the subreddit, you do get a lot of people who just kind of spout this stuff. They're just kind of complaining. And it comes from, I think, online culture just being a place where like young people vent and say horrible things. It's kind mm. of almost encouraged. And there certainly are some that, that do that. But for the most part, they don't blame women. They kind of think that society is to blame for, you know, the, the black pill actually thinks that a lot of this is just kind of like biological, like scientific, that we are lookist, like lookism is a big deal, you know, being, lookism. yeah, what is that, that? it's uh, judging people based on their looks like, uh, you know, okay. You can sort of see the ableism is something that people talk about now. You know, I don't know if you've heard no. that. Like being, it's not from incels. It's just being able-bodied or not. If people have a handicap, like people talk about ableism. I see. And it's like you can, it's like racism or sexism. Okay. So yeah, they believe that lookism is a thing. And they sort of, at this point, I feel like a lot of them are not even like, they're not blaming women they don't honestly they don't talk about women very much at all they talk about uh society and the culture and the media um for kind of making it at this point it was initially for for making it like um harder for them for the like the lowest tier of men to kind of be successful or happy in society mm -hmm. um and they blame a lot of societal attitudes and stuff but now i think in 2019 at this point they're more just um they're more just trying to get the hate at bay people who do know what incels are a lot of them have the same ideas that mary did i i did before okay so you're taking a deeper approach like you you understand that it seems you know it seems like from my perspective too like a lot of what people out there know about incels is oh it's a bunch of men who who gravitate on certain sites and they talk shit about women and oh fuck that woman i can't get laid you know i i hate that guy i hate all them they they hold power over me so i'm resisting in this way mm -hmm. this angry way yeah but you're taking uh a more well-rounded approach to that yeah so is that is I know you said that there's some of that out there, but it's mostly probably young people are just kind of throwaway comments. Yeah. Like, what is it that that you're learning? What I'm learning is that a lot of the people that I'm talking to now are actually really trying to provide a sort of environment where they can go, members of this community can go and not feel made fun of. Um, they are trying to kind of even a lot of them will try to like help each other cope you know they'll give advice about how to sort of better yourselves your appearance or whatever like there's looks maxing that's a, a site and a concept okay. um and just kind of like better yourself so that you can ascend ascend from being an incel <laughs> okay so ascend Graduate. into normie a... normie status i guess uh, okay. they're <laughs> having a relationship yeah okay um, not being an incel anymore. Uh, so they, they do try to like help each other do that. They also try to just be there for each other. Do you agree that like may maybe these guys like with just a little more effort in, I don't know, go going out to a social situation, they wouldn't be celibate. Like if, if they don't want to be, I think in a lot of times it's a more about effort than about your looks or about, uh, someone else or anything. Um, I think it's it's effort. I, I do agree that in some cases it's effort. I think in a lot of cases, though, it's not effort so much as, honestly, mental health kind of counseling. Okay. To help with that, that there is a huge overrepresentation of all kinds of mental health issues that are legitimate, you know, um, and that you can't just effort your way out of in certain cases. And then I think also kind of time and maturity. A lot of these guys are very young, you know, and um, I feel like as a young person, a lot of people struggle with that stuff and mm -hmm. identity in general. And um, I think that they probably more than most, and it also goes on 
later in life than it would for others. But um, you don't find a lot of them that are over, that are not in their 20s or, or under. And so I feel like when people mature, both they are less obsessed with these ideas it seems like less of a big deal and for for outsiders too that's fair yeah definitely yeah um okay so yeah this is like a community that kind of seems like it's defined like it seems like there's got it's got places and and things that it wants to accomplish but it also sounds confused to me what direction do they want to take like as a group is it just a bunch of individuals spouting ideas is it uh, a coordinated group in any way Lack of organization was certainly one of the features that I think kind of defined it for a long time, that um, there wasn't really like a leadership in it. Mm -hmm. And I certainly saw it that way. And that that could be problematic. Interestingly, though, recently I've started to speak with the people who start who run the the websites that they all go to Mm -hmm. and who even who started them. And they are leaders you know they are showing leadership and what I've heard when I've spoken to them by and large is that what they want for the group is actually media fair media portrayal they've even said not necessarily good but just not Mama all Kate's, bad here you are you're you're their uh, white knight you're yes. you're walking in here <laughs> trying to uh to give them fair media coverage i mean is, is that not your attempt here absolutely okay yeah good. because there are have been some and i think the very first line of your your episode discusses a washington post mm-hmm. piece entitled uh what is it called men are in trouble incels are proof okay and and so you find that that is the slant i guess you'd call it that most media outlets take on this i wouldn't even call that one slanted that yeah. that was actually kind of a, a more fair piece because it was talking about how incels are proof that we have things going on in society mm-hmm. that are you know leading to some social problems i think sure. she, she speaks about you know isolation that results from technology yeah kind of social media all of that um so that one wasn't even slanted that was actually my favorite one um most of the articles are kind of they they do sort of unidimensionally portray them as threats as sort of like terrorists they make a lot of those comparisons and they also kind of laughingly dismiss a lot of their ideas and and laugh at them period and i don't i don't think that's great yeah i think that probably comes from a place of not understanding yeah um well again i think that's good that you're here trying to understand them do is there a women a group of women that exist like that you found on the internet kind of the yin to this yang well i don't know if i should get into totally what i'm finding or some of the things about what women are going through i think as a result of similar circumstances like social media and dating apps and stuff it's very different okay so that's more of a group of women kind of commiserating with the issues that they i wouldn't even say i wouldn't even say it's a commiserating i i just think that what's going on with women as a result is different and it's not really a a group um if you're looking for like a, a yin to the yang i don't think there is quite one i think it is a a male issue okay but I think that the experience that women are having as a result of, of dating apps and social media, young women mm-hmm. I'm talking about that like really grew up with this, um, are just affected very differently by this phenomenon. And uh, that might be all, all I should say about that at the moment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your approach to this podcast, you are joining these communities on online or at least uh, observing these communities and you're eventually messaging some of these folks to uh, maybe get an interview and which folks do you target? Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, I target the people whose writing sort of stands out to me. You know, this is the only information I have about them is what they write on these forums. Some of the writing is great and Mm -hmm. that's, you know, who I target. Okay. So someone who is probably has a little bit um, of an idea of why they're there. Yeah, someone who seems kind of insightful about it. Mm-hmm. Self-aware. Yeah. Okay, and then how do you approach them? That runs the gamut. That's been certainly interesting 
um, as you can imagine, a lot of them are very anonymous and yep. they don't have links to any of their other social media usernames, certainly nothing about their actual identity. Um, and I don't know most of their identities, but I'll find ways. <laughs> um, a lot of like, you know, compulsive sort of Google searching, you can find connections to things when you do that a lot. And um, the ways that I've gotten in touch with them has really varied quite a bit, but it's all been internet searching. And when you approach them, do you say, I'm Nama, I'm uh, I'm doing a project on incels? Basically, yeah. Right off the bat, that's what you say? Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at first, when I wasn't as comfortable with it, I wouldn't say my actual name and I, I used kind of like a burner account to do it. Um, and I would just say, like, hey, do you have time to talk about some of these things? I've read some of your stuff, maybe. Um, pretty quickly, I realized it wasn't like a dangerous thing, so... Okay, and then the people that you've contacted, most of them have been open to talking with you? I don't know if most of them have. Uh, That's kind of, I'd say most. Yeah, probably most. Uh, There have been a couple that haven't responded, but yeah. And do you say, I'm doing a podcast? Is that, uh, and I would like to talk to you for this podcast? Yeah. Interesting. And uh, okay, so, and sort of under the guise of their anonymity, they're willing to be a part of the project? Yep. And, you know, it's 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 a small issue. It's not a tiny community, but it's not huge. And they all kind of get together, a lot of them, in the same places. So news travels fast. So, you know, uh, it pretty quickly, once I started doing this, like, a lot of them would soon have an idea who I was. So you've been spoken about within the community, uh, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, and how many interviews have you gotten? How many different people? I have like seven, I'd say like main characters at okay. this point, um, and then a few others in addition to that. But it's like seven people that I've like spoken to and recorded uh, audio. Some people I just spoke to kind of uh, online. Okay. And the format of your show now, is it going to um, sort of like let the story unfold as you go? Or are you go- Are you like actively going to get deeper into their sort of ideology and ideas like keep it surface level in the beginning and get deeper into is there a political thing going on and things like that? I'll definitely do that. I mean, yeah. there, there's no other way to do it than that because you have to introduce it first. I approach every conversation without fully having an idea of where I want it to go because I don't think that's terribly interesting to know exactly what you're going to say and points you're going to make. I kind of let it be a living thing and evolve into what it is. And I'm doing that a little bit with the show too, but absolutely, like all these things that we're talking about, like, what's political and where's the crime that's related and mm-hmm. sort of the mental illness and the different pills and ideologies and the different websites, those will get into more detail as we go. But honestly, I, I think um, the, the people that I'm talking to, it's about them and that's kind of something that's guiding the story as well. And so they're trying to explain to you what the community is. Is that the like most of what your conversations are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they end up, you know, going a little bit outside of that because I don't want to just limit it to that. Some of them are very interesting, you know. Do you find the same themes keep coming up in these conversations? Oh, yeah. Do politics keep coming up? Mm, I want to be careful about how we use that word. I I would say it's hard to not be political at all when talking about these things, but not politics in in the sense of like... uh, I'm a liberal, I'm a conservative, this is, I don't like, not not that way. Okay. Yeah. Now, as far as the shooters that and, and the crimes, the mass shootings that have uh, happened by self-described incels, um, have you come across anyone who has talked to those people before their crimes or anyone who has, like, uh, talked about those crimes glowingly, say? No. Nothing like Mm-mm. that. Are they revered in this community, like in the way like Columbiners or whatever uh, revere those people? No, no, that that's a misconception that even the military has. Ah. Um, when they talk about ER, I don't want to say the name too much to you know glorify shooters or whatever, but ah. it's it's Elliot Roger, um, who was the Isla Vista shooter. Okay, and there are a bunch of sort of others that like had notable events. When they use those terms in the the forums, like there's some people talk about going ER. It's mm-hmm. like Elliot Roger. Yeah. Um, they are doing it to be shocking and 
they're kind of doing it also to throw off outsiders sometimes. It's very much like 4chan in that way. Ah, yeah, yeah. Most of them just completely denounce them. Uh, but some of them understand a little bit of like why they are, I don't, it's not, they're not revered, but why there's like some sympathy for it. And I, I've had one that's kind of explained it to me, okay. but they're not revered, no. Um, the, now there's one video, uh, I, I don't remember the fellow's name, but he shot a video of himself in the car before that's he, him. that's okay. Yeah. Um, now this is a guy who wasn't, uh, particularly unattractive. No. Um, th- this is a guy who I'm sure could have had relationships if he wanted to. Right. So w- what's going on there? Is this just like a, um, is this just an individual case essentially in, in the case of him? Definitely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So he was going to do that no matter what community he found. And the community wasn't even a known thing at that point. I mean, it's sort of, it began to get these associations after him, which is why people think he was, like, revered or whatever. Um, So it wasn't even like he was reading anything that led him to do that because he was the... Some people do call him, you know, Saint Elliot. It is a joke, <laughs> um, but but I'm just confused. Like, uh, if he's Saint Elliot, but he's also like, you know, if you look at that guy and they're giving percentages to everyone, right. like he's got to be in the eighty he to ninety percent, you know. Yeah. And then and so he's still Saint Elliot. Then if he's he's not. See, that's why it's, it's a, a it joke. was a joke, yeah. and and it's not even used anymore. This this community changes very rapidly because yeah. it's an online thing. So that was 2014. Now we're in 2019. Nobody even really talks about it, and they they do. They write him off as being a vol cell, voluntary celibate, ah. a fake cell, not even an incel. Interesting. Yeah, and a, kind of an idiot, and yeah. Okay, wow. So, okay, so it sounds like there's more self-awareness inside the community than um, previously believed, at least for me, walking into this conversation. Mental health issues, are you finding you're running into that issue? Um, oh, yeah. With, just inside the community or people you talk to or both? Both, um, you know, uh, the sort of webmaster of their yeah. main site now he even has done polls he does them every six months um of the of his members and you know the people that would consider themselves as having a kind of a mental illness or something mental health issues like even anxiety depression autism it's like 80 percent or more really? might even be yeah and i'm not finding that to be untrue i mean it makes sense, but when people are isolated, whatever the the causality of that is, it would lead to depression. And people that have mental health issues are more likely to be isolated as well. Oh, I'm I'm so interested in this because it it just it's not what you expect. It it keeps being surprising, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm I'm trying to think of like other groups like on that exist online that are mostly male and. Like in my head, I'm, I come up with like like a fantasy football league, right? Right. Like how many of those people would would even though they do it, they, they're on, they play the game, they're there in front of their computer alone mm-hmm. in most cases, but they, I don't think eighty percent of them would say I am, I have a mental oh, no. illness or no, I have, no. yeah. So it's uh, it's interesting. Like it, it, I'm trying to put my finger on it and I can't. Well, um, I mean, I think there's a few issues here, like one being, you know, causation versus correlation. Like if you are indeed rejected a lot by the opposite sex, um, whatever the reason for that is, uh, oftentimes one of the reasons might be a mental illness or something like autism because it's trouble connecting socially and reading Mm -hmm. social cues. Um, And that is there's a large representation of that in the community. Then you are more likely to become depressed especially as a young man i think you know being rejected by women is like one of your main sort of uh ways to kind of evaluate yourself yeah and so i think in our society where there's online dating and things based on your photograph and social media and everything people who get rejected a lot might be rejected more because it's just a photograph and and now they're finding this like they're looking online and they're finding this so you have um an acting background and uh, and i kind of do too mm-hmm. but a, a big part of doing that is dealing with rejection right constant rejection because even if you book like two percent of the auditions you go on you're a freaking superstar yes absolutely so is that like 
do you understand a little bit more about rejection than these people do? I guess like, uh, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is rejection is a part of life. No matter what you do, some jobs like acting it, you have to deal with it more. Uh I, I suppose men, when trying to have a relationship, deal with it more than women. Yeah, I'd say so. But it's just a part of life. Like it's not a reason to get angry and, you know, every, you know, it's a cliche, but every no you get brings you one step closer to a yes. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And it's something that I, you know, bring up sometimes. But, you know, you you put the question, you phrased it as, do you understand more about it than they do? Yeah. And, you know, probably, I'm probably older than most of them too, but um, it made me think actually, just to frame that a little differently, I think I understand it and they do i think that there's something in their darkness that i can kind of relate to in a you know a strange way and rejection and isolation and being judged on your appearance is part of huge part of acting as you know i guess in a very different way i can understand the frustration with that Mm -hmm. feeling like that makes people just write you off must be very frustrating yeah Okay, Nama. So uh, tell us uh, what your first episode is about. So uh, my first episode gets into kind of the, the his- well, it's a little bit of why I'm interested in it. And then kind of the history of the internet and social media and, and the website and stuff like that gets into that. And then it's kind of like a little introduction into what some of the the content of some of the sites is. I have uh, my friend Saxon, old man Saxon, who's a rapper, like reading some of the posts, which is interesting. Um, and it's uh, mostly I'm doing it chronologically. So what I started, like my first contact, my first interviews, doing this and researching it, I'm kind of starting with those. Yeah. And uh, the first ones are not really, there's a clip of an incel, but it's before I had spoken to anyone from the, the sites. It's someone that was uh, kind of outside of it and has a lot to say about it. So, Okay, is there anything else you want to tell the audience you want them to know before they uh, start listening to your show? Um, keep an open mind <laughs> and, uh, you know, just kind of bear with it. It's going to cover, like you said, a lot of different perspectives. Well, thank you very much for joining us here today, Nama. This is uh, a really interesting project. I can't wait to see where it goes. Thank you. Thank you.